Hello listeners, thanks for tuning in for this week's preview. It's up early again as we have Group 1 Racing returning for Friday night. It's one of the best weekends on the calendar, uh, the Cox Plate weekend with two massive meetings at the Valley back to back and this year it's a bit extra special with the 100th running of the Cox Plate on Saturday afternoon. The build-up's been massive, it's a big shame we can't get down to the track and watch but all good, be broadcast over Channel 7 the whole weekend so can't wait. The AFL Grand Final's on as well so it makes for a huge weekend of sport. The track should remain a good four for Friday night's meeting at the Valley or a soft five, maybe six at worst in the last couple of races. But as we know, the Valley can be affected by a downpour a bit more so than the other Melbourne tracks. So the racing gods haven't been kind this spring. It's been clear weather all week in Melbourne and Friday night and Saturday we can sp- uh, expect anywhere between 8 to 25 mils. It's uh, a bit unfortunate. It's anyone's guess um, how much we'll actually get, but um, the Cox Plate Saturday Arvo, there's every chance that uh, we could be on a very rain-affected track into the soft seven, maybe even the heavy eight range. Hopefully not, but we'll see what happens there. All right, so tomorrow night at the Valley, we have the Group 1 Manicato Stakes for the Sprinters, run over 1,200 metres, and a few really big names are entered here. It's the final race on the uh, card uh, for the night in Race 8, and if the rain does come down, um, it could be soft 5, soft 6 by the time this race runs. There's only one that I can't find negatives for in the race and my top pick is number eight, Pippi. A month ago, Pippi won uh, the Group 1 Moya Stakes at the Valley against a few of these horses in terrific fashion. She's a front runner and she draws really nicely uh, here in Barrier 1. If she jumps sweet, which she usually does, then she's going to be very hard to chase down. Her best work in the past has been done on soft tracks, so... That's another big tick. If the rain does come, the only thing that could catch her out is if by the last race the turf uh, near the rail is really chopped up. But um, and if it's you know beneficial to be out in the middle of the track, that could hurt her. But I don't think that'll happen. Uh, they, by all reports, the track should stay relatively okay for Friday night. They haven't watered it this week, so. Uh, have to have Pippi on top in the feature. Uh, my next best in the race is number six, Dirty Work. His win a fortnight ago was really quite special. Pikey had no choice um, but to drop her out last uh, at Caulfield a couple of weeks ago. She gave up about eight to ten lengths to the leader in that race and was able to sweep around and storm home over the top of them uh, for a win over 1,100 metres. So that was pretty special. He won't have to do that here in this race, drawing in barrier three, so he'll probably find a spot on her midfield or just a few lengths off the leaders or the ones battling out for front position. And if they go out too hard too early, um, he could be able to run over the top of Pippi and Hay Doc and those other front runners and flash past them late for a win. They're my two on top. I've left the favourite out, number one, Trekking. I just can't entertain trekking at three to one uh, on a seven-day backup from a really hotly contested Everest last weekend. 
trekking always runs a big race um but i think only one to put in the multiples for me tomorrow night um one to having your first fours and quaddies uh, couldn't have uh, him on top with a few here that'll be fresher in the legs all right let's jump into saturday and before we cover a huge day at the valley just one to look at in sydney Race six there is the $1 million Bondi Stakes, run over 1,600 metres for the three-year-olds. Huge money on offer in this race for these horses. The one to beat, and my top selection is number one, Peltzer. His last start was a very impressive win where he was able to get to the front, control the race, and let down for victory. I don't see any reason why he won't uh, get a chance to do similar here. There's not a heap of pace in the race, so he should be able to get to the front and will try and control the tempo, conserve some fuel and let down late. So I think it'll be pretty hard to catch. If they go out too hard though, uh, number eight, Thermosphere, is one that may come home with a wet sail and try and catch him late. Her performance in the Group 1000 Guineas a fortnight ago was solid and she's won at the 1600 metres before at a very high level. So I think she's probably one of the only ones in the race that can uh, say that they have done that. So there's no queries on her at the class and distance. All right, to the Valley again for Saturday's uh, race uh, races. And there's group racing galore for Cox Plate Day. They're, I think they're all listed or group races. And of course, headlined by the 100th running of the WS Cox Plate going to be an absolute cracker the first race we'll look at uh, for the meeting is in race six it's a group two over the 2040 meters the cox plate distance and this race here is just for the three-year-olds at set weights and looks a really really tough one to pick a top chance for me in the race and the one to beat i reckon is number three cherry tortoni uh, the rain forecast is really going to suit him he finds another gear on soft tracks, and I think he'll be winning this one. Number six, Young Werther, is the obvious danger. and But for me, I don't think I've seen enough from him yet to warrant the $2 price that he's currently listed at. I'd rather side with Cherry Tortoni in this one for a bit more value. And number one, Quay Quay, is another one in the race with a huge chance. Race 7 at the Valley as uh, another Group 2, this one over 1,600 metres with no age restriction. This race seems uh, uh, sees the return of an old favourite in Holmesman. It's his first run in a long time. He's a bit of a track and distance specialist, but I think I want to see a run or two from Holmesman before backing him. He's currently, I think, 4-1. to one. A bit short for me for a first up race at this level, but he does have the ability. I'm instead going to side with number two, Kings Will Dream, and put him on top. He hasn't had the best of campaigns so far, albeit, though, he's been contesting at the very top Group 1 level, uh, I think in the Maccabi Diva and also the Turnbull Stakes, so he comes back in grade here, and he'll be rock hard fit uh, fourth up. If he gets a bit of luck, I think Kings Will Dream will win this race and win it well. Call me crazy, but one more I'm looking at at this race at very big odds uh, at about 30 or 40 to 1 is number 7, Galaxy Raider. He gets out to what I think is his best distance in this race at the 1600. 
He usually does his best work later into his preparation. So third up here, he's building. The biggest tick for me uh, for Galaxy Raider is he gets into barrier four. So he should get a peach run out of that barrier. His sectionals this spring have been great. So if he can put it all together on the day, don't be surprised to see Galaxy Raider go close and run in the placings. He's a great each way bet and definitely one to throw into your quaddy numbers. Kings will dream on top, Galaxy Raider and Homesman in race seven. To race eight now, it's another group two event. This one a staying test over 2,500 metres. And I'm going to give the nod for top chance to number seven, Sound. This horse has been building very, very nicely this prep and has come second in his last two races in this class. I think he's ready to prime here in his fourth start. Uh, the eight-year-old uh, gets the inform Mark Zara back on board, uh, which is another huge tick. So Sound to win that one. Number four, Shared Ambition, is the next best in the race. He's also one that's been good, uh, very solid, without winning this prep. He hasn't lived up to his expectations yet in the spring, but Chris Waller-trained horses are never far from turning it around. He can do it here and will probably start the favourite. If the track does get into the softer range, I think that only enhances uh, Shared Ambition's, sorry, Shared Ambition's chances in this one. One more in the race I can't leave out is number 12, Polly Gray. This is a, a very, very tough horse. She does her best work on rain-affected tracks as well, which um, she will get, and gets in with just 53 kilos. So big ticks for her all round coming in. I think she's a bit over the odds at 12 to 1. The only query for Polly Gray is the distance. This is the uh, first time she'll get out to the 2,500. I think the furthest she's ever gone is 2,000. So there's a question mark there, but she'll get conditions to suit. And if she does handle the extra uh, distance, look out. Polly Gray could win at very nice odds. All right, to the feature of the weekend. And considering uh, it's the 100th running of the Cox Plate, Maybe the biggest race of the whole spring carnival. It's a personal favourite of mine and this year's edition throws up so much intrigue. Very, very hard race to pick as it always is. It was so hard to split. My selections have been made uh, with a lot to do with the predicted weather and track conditions. So if the rain doesn't come, my selections probably go out the window and you can flip them on their head but... In saying all that, my top selection in the race is number 11, Russian Camelot. His soft track form, I think, is superior to the rest in the race. Arcadia Queen made easy work of him last start, over 2,000 metres, where she flew past him with, with a bit of ease um, at the Caulfield Stakes. But keep in mind, uh, that was in a very uh, small six-horse field, so she had absolutely clear running and with a 400 metre straight there. So she gets half that wind-up room in this race, being at the valley, and over double the amount of horses in it to deal with. So she's not going to get any perfect run or clear clear running in this. Um, so that, plus the conditions, has made me uh, put Russian Camelot on top. He has drifted in the market a bit uh, since the barrier draw as he drew very unlucky in barrier 15. From there, he'll have to probably go back last and sweep around the field 
coming up to the uh, short bend. In doing that, a lot can go wrong if he doesn't get a nice run in transit, but uh, I think he has the ability to overcome all that, uh, purely because there'll be a lot of sting out of the track by that stage. It's going to be soft going, maybe even heavy going, and for that reason alone, he goes on top, admittedly with not a whole lot of confidence. His last start wasn't as good as he has uh, performed in the past. The only question mark that now comes over Russian Camelot is he just a fresh horse? His best work has been done first, second up. This is the first time I think he's ever gotten four runs into a preparation. So maybe uh, he's one of those horses that goes really well fresh. But I guess we'll see come Saturday. Second pick for me in the Cox Plate is number 13, Probabil. She'll get the run of the race uh, out of barrier two. And she gets the informed Kieran McAvoy over from Sydney to ride. She's in red-hot form, winning her last two starts, and the biggest positive for her is I'd be happy to back her on a dry or a wet track, so the conditions won't matter for her at all. Number three, Fierce Impact, I can't leave out. I think he's a star and still quite underrated. For him to be 34-1, to 1, I think he's massive overs, and he has more, and enough, more than enough ability to cause a boil over here. The best thing about him is he goes to the front and makes his own luck. What he'll do, he'll take the race on from the get-go out of barrier 12, find a spot, maybe one or two off the leading horse, and put himself right in the thick of the action. So for that reason, I think you can't leave Fierce Impact out. Number nine, Arcadia Queen, I regrettably have to leave out. I think she's the class, the classiest horse in the race, hands down, and one that does everything right, uh, the most consistently out of the rest in this field. But I think the rain is going to ruin it for her. I've got her fourth in the in my order in these conditions. But for whatever reason, the rain doesn't come, as it as can happen sometimes in Melbourne with these forecasts. I think I'm going to put her on top. So keep an eye on uh, Arcadia on the weather, and if it doesn't come, the the track's still rated a good four. Put Arcadia Queen right up in the conversation. So. That's how much the conditions impact her prospects. And I really hope she proves me wrong, even if it is a soft or a heavy track. Um, I'd be happy to see her go around and win it. All right, that's it for this week's episode. A huge weekend of sport. If you're having a bet, best of luck. And as always, happy punting.